uh-oh, bonus. B-b-b-bonus. Are you surprised? Are you confused? Did you think when you finished that Rings episode, you thought to yourself, they only did a half hour and Micah sped up the My music? My Friday's ruined. Well, guess what? It's just been unruined. In fact, it's going to be complete now because we're, guess what we're doing? We are doing a breakdown of the 2024 Oscars. We've seen uh, most of the movies and uh, of, of the of the ones we wanted to see, I guess. I guess. Jordan gave me a look. Um, and, and here's the deal. This is usually a Patreon-only episode, and it's on the main feed for everybody. Because guess what? We're that generous. <laughs> and with the scheduling of our intense, amazing, you should definitely subscribe Patreon this year, uh, we, we had to put it on the regular feed. So here it is. We're breaking down the Oscars. We're going to go beat by beat. We're going to cover most categories. There's a few categories that, frankly, Jordan and I don't care about and never have and probably never will. <laughs> but here's what we're doing. So what do you think? Should we dive straight in, or do you want to say anything about this year what in film? What did you think about 2024, Micah? 2023. I mean 2023. Yes. I thought it was kind of an incredible year for movies. Yeah. It was sort of unbelievable how good of a year it was for really? movies. I mean, we had, let me pull up my list, um, because, and I'll, I'll hit you with some of my favorites of the year, but we had some pretty wild, some of the best filmmakers to ever live, and some of the best contemporaries made movies this year. You had a Scorsese, um, I'll throw James Gunn up there, you had a James Gunn, you had a Nolan, you had a Hayao Miyazaki movie, you had, uh, Greta Gerwig, um, Let's see who else you had. Uh, 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 you had Sofia Coppola. You had David Fincher, and uh, who could forget Wes Anderson? And that's just to name a few of my favorite filmmakers. And they all came out with movies last year. Yeah. And uh, we had some other great. Oh, M Night came out with a movie last year. Really? Not gonna ca- at the cabin. Yeah. James oh. Wan came out with a movie last year. What? Uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Oh. How could you forget and forget? Sorry. Those? Well, they struck it from the record. So. Yes, the Chronicles. Excuse Chronicles. you. Michael Mann came out with a movie, which I didn't love, but he came out with a movie. It's crazy. I mean, it was a crazy year for movies and some definite like I feel like Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Barbie, and Hayao Miyazaki's Boy and the Heron will be movies that will absolutely be remembered for. And Barbie. I said Barbie. No, you didn't. Oh, okay, we could check the tape. I one hundred percent check the tape. All right, well, I can't now. Or yeah. should I? Do you want to check the tape? If you want to. No, but I did say that. Um, anyway, but those are movies that are going to be remembered like as some of the greats, I think. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to say about this year? Well, uh, I had a baby during it, so I kind of forgot about anything that came out. Uh-huh. That was 2023 for me. So that sounds like it was a fun year. <laughs> That's a true, honest answer. Well, did you uh, disagree with anything I brought up or said? No. Nope. Okay. Sorry. Not, not, <laughs> I, I mean, it helps. we'll get into it more as we go, but. Yeah, I have like a list here that I can look at that shows every movie I saw last year. So that's helpful. Yeah. We also, I, I should mention, it was a wild year because it was sort of uh, when it came to blockbusters, audiences absolutely said no to things that were not of high quality. Mm-hmm. You had Flash, Shazam, uh, Aquaman, which we liked. I liked Aquaman. Um, all, all of these movies the that, that the Marvels were like guaranteed hits like years ago, it was like, no, we'd rather see Barbie. We'd rather see Oppenheimer. Even even The Boy and the Heron did really well, mm-hmm. um, you know, comparatively. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Wick 4, you know, you just had like, and then you did have superhero movies like Across the Spider-Verse and um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And those were like excellent and people went and saw them. It, it really gave me faith in mankind mm-hmm. in, a, in a lot of ways that people were like, yeah, we, we'll, we'd love to sit down for three hours and watch a guy create the atomic bomb. But and we don't on really... On the same day that we'd also like to go see Barbie. <laughs> yeah. But we don't want to watch The Flash, even though it's like... Uh, the first time this character has their own movie. Yeah. They're just like, nah, no thank you. Yeah. It looks bad. I don't want to see it. I'll mm-hmm. watch the bomb movie. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. So, yeah, I was very happy with this year, and it, it was just like, there's very few movies I didn't like 
that I saw last year. Okay. Which is often the case. Yeah, because you see what you want. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, loved it last year. Let's get into it. Okay. I'm at the bottom of the list. I'm oh. starting there. We'll end on Best Picture, of course. But Original screenplay? Let's talk about original screenplay. <clears throat> Who are the nominees, Jordan? We have Anatomy of a Fall by Justine Triet and Arthur Harari. The Holdovers by David Hemmingson. Maestro by Bradley Cooper and Josh Singer. May December by Sammy Birch. And Story by Sammy Birch and Alex Machanik. And Past Lives by Celine Song. Okay. We've seen all of these movies. Yes, we have. Um, original screenplay, though. I mean, these are all very interesting movies that are very Ow. different. What happened? Nothing. What happened? I hit the cord and hit my headphones. Um, of course, you're going to hear this a lot on this episode. Jordan and I love this movie, and we're hoping that by the end of this, if you were like, ugh, we'll convince you. If it was up to me, I'm giving this to Maestro. Because it's my favorite of these movies. Mm-hmm. Same. And Maestro Easily. rocks. Do I think it's going to win? No. Yeah, people are stupid. I I think, oh man, I could see any of these winning. Me too. I'd love to see Holdovers win. I think Anatomy of a Fall would be an interesting win because that movie's kind of wild, especially with its ending. Uh, wild is in very thought-provoking. Mm-hmm. Um, the weirdest and perhaps the most exciting win would be May December. Yeah. Because that movie is it was weird. Weird. And yeah. that was a good example of like of a original screenplay. Like yeah. when a very I, interesting tone. Yeah. And that that was a movie where when we watched it, I was you know, we've seen thousands of movies. And it's like I was like, I don't know how you write this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand how you even write this. Maybe for that reason alone. I, I would award May December the award because it was like a puzzle box to me where I was like, I this is so original to me, I can't even like begin to believe how they wrote this. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna win. Yeah. But I guess that would be my personal pick now that I thought about it. Yeah. Um and past lives, great. This year is gonna be really hard for me. I really have no idea. I know. On who could win, really. I have my favorites, but yeah. that doesn't mean anything. And you never vote with your heart, but this year I'm voting with my heart. I know. Because I have to. I, I think, I kind of think the holdovers is going to win, though. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. I think it would be very cool. I, I, because Past Lives is nominated for a couple things. Well, writing, picture, actor. No, she didn't get nominated. Uh, No, which is strange. Which is we'll surprising. Because didn't she that. win the Golden Globe? I don't know. I don't, I don't really pay, I have never really paid attention to Golden Globes. And that's not a, that's not a like stance I'm taking. I just don't pay attention to them really. Oh, no, it was Lily Gladstone. She must have won for something oh, yeah. else that I saw. Anyway. But I think I would go with um, May, December. As, as the winner or your pick? Well, my pick's Maestro. Yeah, but okay, you think May, December could, could take it home. Yeah, that's my pick. Cool. Yeah. All right, let's head over to writing adapted. I'll, I'll handle this. We have American Fiction, written for the screen by Cord Jefferson. Uh, Barbie, written by Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach. Oppenheimer, written for the screen by Christopher Nolan. Poor Things, screenplay by Tony McNamara. And The Zone of Interest, written by Jonathan Glazer. Now, we got to get this out of the way right away. We have not had the opportunity to see the zone of interest. We will have seen it in time for the Oscars, but we have not had a chance to see it. Um, so I can't judge on that one. Um, oh, I didn't know that was based on something. I didn't know that as well. Um, and then poor things. Jordan and I just heard enough to know that it's probably a little too much for us. So we decided to pass on that movie. So we don't know anything about poor things. Uh, except I'm there's a with, lot of sex. I'm, it. I'm off on the director altogether. Yeah. From here on forward personally. Yeah. Um, Jordan doesn't dig the director just and not I've my only thing. seen one movie of his. So not my thing. And yeah. that, and when, when you make that decision, you can free yourself of having to watch everything that they yep. come out with because they're culturally relevant right now. Yeah. Um, but I've heard it's really good. Yeah. So, and, and it looks really crazy. Like if it won best, set and costume design yeah i wouldn't be surprised yeah but we're not there yet 
No, no, no. Um, but adapted screenplay. I think it'll be. I think it'll be Barbie. I think Barbie's gonna win this. Yeah. I will say though, um, I think. I mean, Oppenheimer has a lot of heat. Mm-hmm. I could see that movie, you know, kind of sweeping. Yeah, uh, I could see categories. that too. But I do think Barbie will get stuff. I think Barbie's gonna win this one. Yeah. Um, especially because Greta didn't get nominated. I think so too. So I think they're gonna kind of be like, well, we gotta give it to her. Not that she wouldn't have deserved it, her yeah. and Noah. Um, I do think of these nominees, though, my personal favorite adapted was American Fiction, probably. Okay. I like Oppenheimer and Barbie more as movies, but I thought that screenplay was more interesting and strange. Okay. And I thought it was more like pulling off a, well. Bar- I would go with Barbie. Barbie it's pretty was out there. pretty strange and pulling off a magic trick. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, never mind. I, I'm talking myself into these. It's because so. you most recently have seen American Fiction and you really liked it. And it really made me laugh. It was a really good movie. Yeah, we'll talk more about that later. Visual effects. Okay. The creator. God's, do I, do I, should no. I read all the names? Okay. The creator, Godzilla minus one, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, Napoleon. This one's a slam dunk for me. The creator. No, God, Godzilla this minus is Godzilla one. minus one all the way. See, I still have not seen that movie, but I've heard great things. Yeah, but this is Guardians. I will vote with my heart every single yeah. time blindly. So that's my pick, regardless of what is more primed to win. Uh, so my little what what also I would, the movie looks great. Oh yeah, it would be so, deserved. So Earth. Guardians is like most visual effects, and it really pulls them off. Mm-hmm. I mean, the creature effects are, like, some of the best we've seen outside of Avatar. Uh-huh. Um, actually, I'll say it. The best we've seen outside of Avatar. Easy. Rocket, all that. So it's like, I think any other year I'd give it to him. Um, then the creator was an incredible example. I didn't love the movie, mm-hmm. but the effects were so good, I would recommend anyone see the movie. Yeah. And it was a good example of, like, we're going to shoot on location, and it kind of... Just a really poor story, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. And I don't think John David Washington was good. But I think a lot of that had to do with, well, I think part of that is direction a little bit. But yep, yep. a lot of that, the foundation of the story not being there just thre- just affected everything. Besides but it was cool effects. because Scott Thomas, who was a guest on our podcast last year, was in the movie. And we were like, oh, there he is. <laughs> so that was cool. Um, but the creator, I would love for it to win because that would kind of be like, hey, Hollywood, you can actually go to places, shoot for way less budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like $100 million less and look better. Like yeah. this movie, compare it to any Marvel movie, except for Guardians 3 that came out last year, or any superhero movie, except for that one and Spider-Man. It looked like 200% better than them. Yeah. And you and and the movie's budget was less than half of all of those movies. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. What that movie again? Gareth Edwards. Right, right, right. But for me... I got to go with my heart, which is Godzilla minus one. This movie also basically dunked on every American blockbuster in the last 10 years Mm -hmm. and looked way better than them. Mm -hmm. There's still, there were some wonky shots in it, but for a $12 million budget, I think you just have to award it for them. Yeah. It was the coolest Godzilla movie. Wasn't there people saying like, yeah, this movie only had $30 million of a budget. And the director was like, I wish I had that much money. No, they were saying 12. Which is the reported budget, and the director said, "I wish I had that much money." Oh my gosh! Wow. Um, so it looks so it looks again better than like any superhero movie. Yeah. So I got to give it to Godzilla. All right, sound. Let we can kind of fly through some of these, right? Well, go ahead, read them. Oh yeah, uh, you have the creator, Maestro, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, Oppenheimer, and the Zone of Interest. Can't wait to. See zone of interest for things like this. Yeah. Because I bet it will be crazy. I think it will be Oppenheimer. Um, but Maestro would be my next guess. I'm with you. I think... because I, I think it's got to be Oppenheimer. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think Oppenheimer will beat Maestro simply because people did not see Maestro in theaters. Mm-hmm. And you saw... Because it was nowhere to see. Yes, which is absolute, let's just say it, bullshit. Okay, (laughs) but it's true. Uh, So I think I would probably put that one in the running, but I was at home with a a system, you know, that's $100 instead of thousands of dollars, whereas Oppenheimer, I was not. And and we were, we were given all everyone given tinnitus in the best possible way because we got to see that in theaters. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, the beautiful thing about Oppenheimer, when I walked out, not to relitigate the Tenet conversation, but I did. I was like, this is just proof that Tenet, his decision to make the sound solo, which, agree with it, don't agree with it, was obviously a choice. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And so but I'm when I watched this, no, no, I know. But I just was like, this is like the best sounding movie I, I've seen. It was crazy. Yeah. I loved it. So I'm giving it to Oppenheimer. But I bet when we go see Maestro in theaters. Change by two. Yeah. I really want to. We'll talk about that later. Live action short film. Don't know. Yeah. Besides the wonderful story of Henry Sugar, which we did watch. Oh, yeah. That's the winner. And easy. Yeah. Uh, that movie freaking rocked. All of Wes Anderson's Do you think shorts. He did all rocked. of those and they just pushed, they campaigned for one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Although The Swan was my favorite. I think that was my favorite. Was it The Kid? Yeah. Yeah. That was my favorite. That was beautiful. Too. That I was the 10 out of 10. So much. Wonderful Life of Henry Sugar was actually my third favorite. Probably mine too. Yeah. But because it was still great. Poison was also crazy. It was crazy. If you haven't watched you the Wes Anderson shorts. I would like yeah. it. <laughs> um, Even though this one has Benedict and he's great too. Yeah. You got to watch those Wes Anderson shorts. Yeah. They're incredible. And it made a short film. None of them were available to see anywhere. Yeah. I wish. Production design. Wow, there's one inspired by the music of John and Yoko. Yeah. Called War is Over. Yeah. I want to watch that. Yeah. Okay. I want to watch a movie called Letter to a Pig. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> All right. Production design. Uh, you can. I think it's your turn. Barbie. Uh, killer. <laughs> I, I'm looking at names as well. Okay. Because I didn't know they accounted for production design and set decoration. Anyway, Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. I think it has to be Barbie, in my okay. opinion. Okay. Um, but I am, as you see, most of the three of these other movies are historical, mm -hmm. and that is so hard to do. Yeah. And Poor Things is also pretty out there like Barbie. Yeah. So I, I could also see it being that one. I'm just a sucker for the setting of Killers of the Flower oh, Moon. Oh, it's where I'm headed too. So that would be like my heart pick. I think it's, I think you it's think a good so? pick though. Really? I mean, I could, I think if Oppenheimer wins this award and sound and like writing, then it's just like Oppenheimer's gonna sweep, you know? Yeah. Um, but if you don't give it to Oppenheimer, I'd go Killers, man. But I think I would put Killers above Oppenheimer. It's my choice. I think it's gonna win. Okay, I think it's Barbie. Yeah, which is great and would also be a great indicator for Hollywood to be cartoony yeah. Yeah. when making a blockbuster. Best uh, picture. Okay, let's skip best picture. Okay. Music. Um, I mean, the, what was I made for? Or It's going to be, be I'm Just Ken. I'm Just Ken, yeah. I mean, what are we even talking yeah. about? Uh, music, original score, nominees, American fiction. Interesting. I don't remember the score. It was very fun. Oh, oh, no, it was, it was good. Jazzy. It was good. Um, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. Um, interesting. This is not necessarily... I guess I didn't really look at this nominee list too much. Um, I don't remember most of them, so this is hard for me. I haven't like gone back and listened to any of them. I kind of feel like... Um, I kind of feel like there's a really glaring omission in this, but it's not coming to me. Let me let me look at my uh, list of movies. Boy and the Heron, maybe. Uh, mm. The Killer, no. Oh yeah, The Killer should have been nominated for sound. Oh, by I the mean way. that is my pick. That is the the most interesting. That was insane. One. Yeah, I think I'd still pick Oppenheimer, but Killer. Like, As I've said about right The Killer, I I commented on the on the sound design while watching the movie. I don't do that ever. No one does. That. Yeah. Therefore, it's if, crucial. If, if someone's paying attention, if someone notices it, it's like a lay person, yeah. me. Uh, but it wasn't showy, you know? But it was good. I, I think The Killer uh, is a movie that is definitely a victim of not having a theatrical run. Yeah. I think that easily could have got um, production design and, and a sound nomination. Just technical stuff. So for someone like David Fincher, do you think that he just would rather do what he wants, even though it'll come out on Netflix, rather than like scrap around to try to get something in theaters. I think he is in that zone in his life because, uh, he signed on for three movies. Yeah. And this is his second. What was uh, the first? Um, Oh, make. Yeah. 
but I saw that he re-upped his contract, and he's going to make more with Netflix. Gosh, it sucks, man. This movies look so good. And this is a guy who made his last movie, Gone Girl, was like the biggest thing that year. Uh, as far as like rated R, like adult dramas, it, that movie was huge. Yeah, it was. His last thing in theaters. And then it's like, he's just eking out these movies, like... Like if you didn't see if you didn't see the killer that one week on Netflix where they promoted it, yeah, it's now buried and doesn't exist. Yeah, now they're on to we clone Tyrone and like the Kissing Booth Eight and stuff like that. It's like this is not where David Fincher movies should be living. No. Um. So, at least Scorsese was able to put a movie in theaters. Uh. But David, if you're listening, we really would love for you to come back to the theatrical business. I should really listen to Killers of the Flower Moon again. Yeah. I don't remember the Oppenheimer score either. Oppenheimer score was Bonko, Bonko, Banana, Butt, Butt. So is that what you would pick? That's what I would pick pretty okay. easily of these. Okay. I only remember American Fiction because that's what I've most recently seen. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll go with you on Oppenheimer. Okay. Hit me with makeup. Golda. What is that? Don't know. Maestro, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Society of the Snow. This one is one of the easiest awards I could ever give out. Let me just look up Golda really quick. You got Helen Mirren looking like an old lady. An old lady made to look older. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. This one is a slam dunk. Maestro. This this would actually be maybe the biggest snub of the night if Maestro did not win. Uh, he has this crazy prosthetic nose that never looks fake, and they do this old age makeup on him where they actually capture, like, the skin. veins. Yeah. And, like, the folding of skin I've never seen makeup like it they, ever. Okay, in a so movie. they were talking about him on Blank Check, the, yeah. the guy that did it. And I'm so. Oh, wait, I have it right here. Uh, Kazuhiro. Yeah. That he did movies but got out of them. Is that well, what they, they like, were saying? They brought him back. And for he, like, this. He, got, he got out of movies and got into sculpting busts, I think. Like ultra realistic, though. That's right. Yeah. And then they got him back in for this. But he's apparently known for being a crazy makeup artist. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, that's that's my pick. And once again, she maestro it F-wording rules. Yeah. And and if you're thinking you see that cover, you see the black and white, him just looking up, and you're thinking... And you're not enchanted by it? No, no, no. No, just... No, no Jordan, give them, give them the chance. Maybe they think this is going to be a boring, long drama. This thing cooks. Yes. And it's not your typical biopic. Like no. people are stupidly saying... Brad gives a performance of a lifetime. A performance as well of as an a F-wording lifetime. Directing performance of a lifetime. And this is only a second movie. This is crazy. And Carrie Mulligan, also performance of a lifetime. It's nuts. In in another year that didn't have Killers and Oppenheimer, I would I would basically say everything I, for Maestro. I'm screaming about how wonderful this movie is. And I still, like, yeah, I like Killers of the Flower Moon more. Yeah. But I'm screaming about this one. Well, it feels like we have to defend this one. Everybody knows Killers I, well, is a masterpiece. I, because of this movie, I have discovered that people don't like Bradley Cooper. Yeah. And I've been trying to figure out, like, has he done something wrong? Can't really find anything. I've even learned from that episode of Blank Check that, like, even during the strikes, yeah. the screen actors, uh, screen uh, writers and actors, he could technically promote his movie as a director. But he didn't. But he didn't In out solidarity. of solidarity. As an actor and a writer. And, and and we're mad at him. And there's this weird thing that's happening right now um, that they point out in Blank Check. I don't think I ever would have picked up on this, where, like, when a director's kind of crazy, like your David Fincher. Yeah. And and we've pushed up on this stuff before uh, sometimes, but people get, like, oh, brother with this guy. And and we we get a little oh, brother. I, I get it. But as David Sims pointed out on that episode, we kind of need some crazy directors out there. So someone like Bradley Cooper being crazy on set and making sure that the movie's good, as long as he's not abusing people, like, do it. You're referring to he doesn't allow chairs on set? Apparently. He, allegedly. Apparently, yeah. And 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 there's stuff, and there's, uh, you know, apparently he was really passionate about this and was over the top about creating it. And guess what? It turned It's a masterpiece. So mm -hmm. I'm happy about that. Mm -hmm. And he's not abusing people. Mm -hmm. So guess what? I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. Okay. On to international feature. Unfortunately, uh, we've no, uh, we haven't seen any of these movies. Wait, let me see. Um, international. I really. Oh, Anatomy of a Fall is not international. Yeah, I, did, I didn't realize that. Um, well, it's not nominated. I think it could have been, but, but yeah. Um, what's Yo Capitano? 
I don't know. I think there's a monk, uh, not a monkey, a mule on the cover of that. Okay, listening, or is it low? Is it you? I think it's a- I O. Yeah, like like the letter I and the letter O. Oh my gosh! What's look the, at this cover? The, it's so cool. Yeah, the monkey. I mean, no, the, the mule. no, it's oh a floating person. Oh, that's cool. So, let's watch this sometime. <laughs> um, we could have watched Society of the Snow, but we just didn't get around to it. Yeah. Um. Oh, the teacher's lounge. I think I've looked up, and that one looks really good. Yep, yep. It's got um Vicky whatever in it. I think doesn't it? Doesn't it have the girl from um uh old? The girl from old. Am I am I who's totally that? off? Well, who's the who's the main girl in this? Uh, Leonie Benesh. Nope, totally off. Totally off. Old the, the M, M. Night movie? movie. I thought it was her. well, like the main actor. Like the girl, the main... The mom? The main mom, yeah. No. Okay. I think this is German, and she's not German. I don't Isn't know. she American? No, she has an accent. No, she's not American. <laughs> okay, so here's all I want to say. Uh, Perfect Days looks like the exact movie that I want to see so, so bad right now in mm-hmm. my life. Or uh, still not out. Um, but I think Zone of Interest, looking at these oh, movies... Oh, from Luxembourg. Who? The mom from old. Okay. Uh, I think Zone of Interest, there you go. That's a winner. Okay. Um, but I'd love for Perfect Days to win, assuming the movie is as good as the trailer made me think it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, film editing. Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. This one's tough. Um, for me, Killers of the Flower Moon, because it's a three and a half hour behemoth. Yeah. Um, I think Anatomy of a Fall would be very interesting because of how the story is told. I know. That's so I would be pretty so crucial to the storytelling. The holdover seems very straightforward to me. But it's kind of a magic trick that it, the movie is so freaking good. It's great. It is great. Um, poor things. Didn't see it. Oppenheimer. That was one of my biggest issues with the movie. Sure. Was the editing. Yeah. Amongst other things, but mostly that. So I would be, that wouldn't be my pick. I would I would give it to Oppenheimer or Killers and uh, and Killers would be my number one. Yeah. But Oppenheimer's an easy number two for me. I didn't have the same issues that you had. Yeah. Um Yeah. If if it sounds like I'm being down on Oppenheimer by not voting on it on stuff, Oppenheimer's like my fourth favorite movie of the year, and it's ten out of ten for me. So mm-hmm. fear not, folks. I'm still a Christopher Nolan boy. Um but I I'd be fine with any of these except poor things. Didn't see it. <laughs> probably edited really well. Yeah, probably. Um, documentary short and feature. Haven't seen any of them. Skip. I wish. <laughs> now, directing. Mm-hmm. Who do we got, Jordan? Anatomy of a Fall, Justine Triet, Killers of the Flower Moon, Martin. Mar- Mar- <laughs> I, like, Martin. I, like, I like how you're uh, saying uh, these. Martin the Scorsese, Oppenheimer, Christopher Nolan, Four Things, Yorgos Lanthimos, The Zone of Interest, Jonathan Glazer. Uh, I, it's, you think it'll be Oppenheimer? It sounds like... It's in the bag for, for Christopher, Nolan. Christopher Nolan, which I would like. I, he's never got it. Never got it. I don't know that he's ever been nominated. What? That doesn't make sense. He's been nominated. I don't think he has. Uh, I, I can't, what movie would he have been nominated for? One of the Batman? Uh, absolutely not. He, he never got. No one's. I don't think anyone's been nominated for superhero except for Todd Phillips. <laughs> um, he's been nominated for eight Oscars, which I know is not always the yeah. director. Um, directing. Dunkirk. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one would make sense. Um, it sounds like he's got this in the bag. I gotta go with my boy Marty, though. <laughs> I gotta go with Marty. Was it at the beginning of our movie or afterward? I think it was the beginning when, uh, oh, yeah, I think it was when Martin comes on screen and he looks so cute. Yeah. And he's like, thanks for coming to the theater. Thanks for coming to the movies. <laughs> we worked really hard and worked very closely with the Osage nation community yeah. to make this movie and it was like cutting to him working with them yeah i loved seeing that oh yeah um i think um i think christopher nolan has put in the time and i think yeah. it should be him and i think that this it's not like a legacy award but it's also a legacy award you that, know what i'm saying i agree i agree because it's like he directed the h word out of oppenheimer and uh, it's kind of crazy that the movie isn't as entertaining the as it is. The man figured out how to make put a twist into a true story. His, yeah, I mean. <laughs> he m night this movie. <laughs> so I, I love it, and he's one of our greatest working directors, and, and getting him now, I feel like this is the appropriate time to award it. Mm-hmm. He, it. That way it won't be, you know, 
in 10 years he has like an okay movie and people are like ah, we oh, gotta finally, give it to him finally you yeah. know um but martin scorsese i know he's won before it's time to win again yeah sure that's fine <laughs> And I know, you know, it's always like these sure things and everybody's in the bag with Oppenheimer, but I, I kind of got a feeling that Killers is going to be taking home a lot of awards, like three love it. or four. Would love it. And I think a directing and it. best picture, maybe. I think it's possible. Great. Um, Costume design. You got Barbie. You got Killers of the Flower Moon. You got Na- uh, Napoleon. Napoleon. I almost said Oppenheimer. <laughs> you got Oppenheimer and you got Poor Things. Um, come on, Barbie. Yeah. Let's go party. I would do Barbie too. I'd go Barbie I, or Poor Things from what I've seen about Poor Things. I'd go Killers over Poor Which Things. Which I know is just kind of voting for the craziest looking ones. Yeah. But um, no, Barbie would be great. But Killers, I mean, you have to, you got to take us back to that place. It's like the production design award. It's like, you got to take us back to that time period. And the movie just feels so authentic. And you're working with the tribe to make sure that you are like honoring yeah. that and all that. Yeah. I think, uh, uh Killers. Killers is an easy win. Sure. But I think I'm going to go for Barbie, and I would love for Barbie to win. Something just bold and audacious and crazy. Yeah. Um, Cinematography. El Conde. Conde. What's that? Don't know. Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. Now, this one, you may think I'd say Killers of the Flower Moon. I gotta go Maestro on this one. I gotta go Maestro. Oh, Yeah. Uh, folks the opening shot of maestro uh, here's what i'm gonna say okay hold on a second a red hot alert on this el conde movie <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> this sounds so good uh first of all this is the poster okay <laughs> i was on netflix i didn't yeah so that. we're because watching this they don't promote their movies after living 250 years in this world augusto pinch pinochet okay who is not dead but an aged vampire decides to die once and for all Okay, okay, that sounds awesome. Can we watch this what, tonight? What's the IMDb on that? The score, 72. On Metascore? Yes. Oh, that <laughs> sounds like our F jam. Why do I keep doing that? Can we watch that? this tonight? Uh, well, I got chess tonight. Can I watch this tonight? No. No, Absolutely not. That's not fair. We'll never watch it then. We will watch we it. We have too much to watch. No, we are absolutely watching that. Oh um, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I'm going Maestro on this. And uh, folks, here's here's my other pitch for Maestro. Watch the movie. It it opens with like a him as an old man, and he's being interviewed, and then it flashes back. Mm-hmm. And there's this shot where he answers the phone. Watch to the end of that shot. It'll probably be the first two minutes of the movie. And if you are not hooked, my name isn't Michael McCaw. Because that freaking shot should win more than anything. It's else. unbelievable. Yeah. So uh, that's my vote. Um, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. But really, any of them are great. Yeah. Just because we didn't see uh, poor things, I'm I'm like not voting for any of them. Yet. We are going to watch El Conde, okay? <laughs> oh my gosh. And Jordan, remember, we've been going back and forth. I chose Sanjuro, so it's your turn to choose a movie. Country of Oregon, it's a Chilean movie, too. That's cool. So you choose that next time. I'll put it on the list so that we don't forget, though. Okay, okay? but next time we're going to watch a movie, and I'm like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. You think in your head, I have to refer to this list, and you'll see it in all caps, (laughs) the title, and that's what we're watching. All right. Hit me with animated. Animated feature film, The Boy and the Heron, Elemental, Nimona, Robot Dreams, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I would go with Boy and the Heron. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, Just a couple things to note. I think it's absolutely laughable that Elemental got nominated. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I know. That movie was 200% better than Elemental. Elemental is a big, stinky, poo-poo diaper movie. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. I hate it. Robot Dreams looks great. Yeah, I wish Would we love to watch that. could have seen that. What's that? We can't watch that yet. Yeah, it's not like out anywhere. Nimona, I've heard, is great. Yeah, we just didn't get around to that one. Yeah. Um, Boy and the Heron, a masterpiece by Hayao Miyazaki. Mm-hmm. Um, that probably should win. But you think it'll be Spider-Man? Uh, but I gotta go with my heart. Yeah, that's and I, fine. I gotta see Miles Morales. It's time for him to do his own thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, people keep telling me what to do. Nah, I'm gonna do my own thing. My, Let's go. My biggest thing with it. Yeah, and I it's, know. It's fine. And I, and I know it's kind of annoying to say this. No, no, I know. It is half of a movie. I know. 
So that's my my big thing. Also, when Hayao comes out with a movie in a year, you just have to go for that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, The Boy and the Heron tells a complete story. I mean, I would argue that Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is Gwen's movie, you know, much in the same way that Thanos is Infinity War. Sure. It's his movie, even though it's half a movie, quote unquote. Um, but, but it was, you know, when the credits rolled, it was like, oh, I feel unsatisfied. Yeah. When I saw it a second time. I didn't know that this was a two-parter. So <laughs> yeah. as the movie's going and it felt like, you know, a big climactic thing, I'm like, we really have like 20 more minutes to wrap yeah, this thing we've up. we've been here for a long time. Yeah, the pacing is weird on this movie. <laughs> um, but I got to go with it. And I, I am secretly hoping that it becomes the first like series ever to win like the best in a category for every entry mm-hmm. because I think it also has a shot next movie mm-hmm. and it was so freaking gorgeous. It pushed the boundaries of animation again, mm-hmm. which boy in the heron also pushed the boundaries and was incredible. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, now let's go actress in a supporting role. Um, you got yourself Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, Daniel Brooks for the color purple America and uh, uh, America Ferrara for yes, Ferrara. <laughs> Ferrera, I I read Not it. Ferrari. I read it as American Ferrari. That's yeah. how I read her name. Uh, Jodie Foster, Divine Joy Randolph, 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 Rand- Randolph. Like, Randolph. oh, I I thought I saw you. I'm holding it too far away from myself. Um, I don't know that she has that much heat, but Emily Blunt would be my pick. I hear that America's got some heat though, and that would be a cool win for that would be a, a cool movie. Win. Mm. I never would have dreamed that a movie called Barbie could have two acting nominations in it. Um, yeah, I know. So if it wins any of them, I will think that that's very cool. Yeah. But I'd go with Emily Blunt. I thought she was kind of unbelievable in Oppenheimer. Yeah, I think I would agree with you for sure. And it kind of blew me away a little bit. Yeah. Actress in a leading role. Annette Benning for Nyad. Billy Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon. Sandra Hewler for Anatomy of a Fall. Carrie Mulligan, Maestro. Emma Stone, Poor Things. It's gotta be Lily Gladstone. Yeah, uh, say 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 that name again. Lily Gladstone. Whoopsh, that's a net swish because it's a slam dunk. When I saw this, it's a net swish, but it's a slam dunk. <laughs> well, you're okay. not hitting the rim on this dunk. Uh, oh, okay. When I saw the movie, it was like when I walked out, I was like, I have zero doubt that Lily Gladstone does not go home with an Oscar. True, true, I, true. I, I was like, there, there's. I mean, I know Emma Stone's got a lot of heat. I think it's borderline impossible for Lily Gladstone not to win. Mm-hmm. That is the one where I would bet money on it. Mm-hmm. Easy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Enough said. Yep. But uh, what is her name from past lives? Definitely should have been nominated. I forget her name, but I'm looking it up right um, now. I'd put her in the role of Annette Benning. I think. Because I've heard Nyad is a stinky movie that is, is boring. boring and sucks. Um, Greta Lee. Yeah. I, she yeah. is. For, for, yeah. So naturalistic. Great so performance. So good. Yeah. And that last scene gets you. Oh, my gosh. So I would have given her a nom. Yeah. Actor in a supporting role. We got Sterling K. Brown, uh, Robert De Niro. You got to see what the movie they oh, are for. Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction, Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert Downey Jr., Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling, Barbie, and Mark Ruffalo, Poor Things. Uh, love that Gosling got a nomination for one of the goofiest performances I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, because the Academy never really awards comedic yeah. performances. Love that he got nominated. Uh, Robert De Niro, one of our greatest living actors, did kind of topped himself somehow. He, for someone that old, you think like they're just going to sleep their way through it. Man did not sleep. I don't no. think the man does sleep. Uh, Sterling K. Brown. Uh, yeah, he, was he so good. brings it in that movie. Yeah. Um, I read a thing about Mark Ruffalo. I think it was when he was looking for his next role. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he couldn't find it. He was out in the woods somewhere. <laughs> just that from what, I, what I've heard, he plays a very weird character. I mean, I think everyone in that movie is weird. Yeah. Um, but he, no, in a Yorgos movie cho- chose the movie cause it, you know, he's been around for a long time. Yeah. He's kind of a certain person and a lot of things. Yeah. And this one felt like a real good challenge for him. Oh, cool. So I've also heard like everyone who's seen it comments on Mark Ruffalo specifically. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess he must be great in that. Yeah. Um, but I do think Robert Downey Jr. is going to win. Yeah, that would be great. I remember walking out of that movie and saying, it's impossible that he doesn't win. And then I saw Killers of the Flower Moon. But I do think he's going to win. Yeah, he, he's I, got that, the heat. That would be my vote. And he should win. Actor in a leading role. Bradley Cooper for Maestro. Coleman Domingo in Rustin. 
Paul Giamatti, The Holdovers, Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer, Jeffrey Wright, American Fiction. What is Rustin? Uh, it's a movie about, I think, a teacher. Oh, this one I've looked it up before. What, An activist Bayard Rustin faces racism and homophobia as he helps change the course of civil rights history by orchestrating the 1963 March on Washington. Yeah. I bet he's fantastic. He's always so good. Um, I mean, I'm going with it. I think it's going to happen, even though apparently he's got no heat from award season. It's Bradley Cooper. Uh, he is going to win. Yeah. I, that's my Oh, you guess. think he's going to win? I think he's going to win. I think okay. it's going to be the surprise of the night. Yeah. And I think everyone's going to be like, wow, that's so dumb. That performance what a, is... What a typical Oscar pick. Yeah, that performance is so, like, showy and crazy. But what, yeah, guess yeah, what? He'll, he'll win, like, Anthony Hopkins won for The Father. And it's like, okay, fine. Anthony Hopkins gets, you know, isn't a movie this yeah, year. Yeah. We have to give him an Oscar. People might think that for some reason. And then they see the movie and they're like, wow, that was really good. Although... Well, we're going to get into it when we talk about each Best Picture nominee. But, uh, yeah, I think he's head and shoulders above everyone else. I agree. Uh, I would love to see Paul Giamatti win. I thought he was a miracle in Holdovers. It yeah, sounds like so good. sounds like Killian's going to win, and I'd be happy with that. That's how, yeah. yeah. But just as the years progressed, I'm like, you know what? It's got to be my boy Brad and Jeffrey Wright. I would also. Wright was so good. <laughs> Funny enough, Killian does like a performance of a lifetime He'd probably be my fourth favorite out of these. Yeah. He'd be my fourth pick. Yeah. Um. And sorry, I was talking no, a lot on that. It. I just, I just got so excited to talk about Bradley Cooper. All right. So, best picture. Let's start at the bottom. Or no, we can just pick and choose our favorites. Uh, Zone of Interest, Poor Things, canceling them out because we haven't seen them. Uh, Past Lives is nominated for best picture. That was a, such a fun surprise. The movie is very quiet. And, and it, it came out in June? So, so to me, it didn't feel like it was even going to be possible to be in the running. Yeah, so it when just I felt saw like these a, noms, a sweet indie A24 movie. Yeah. Great movie. If you haven't seen it, Remember when you and I recommend. saw the trailer for the first time, you and I both remarked that we will be crying the yep. whole time. It, it is a very emotional movie. I, I will say, though, I think the trailer was so good that I liked the movie a little less than had I um, not seen the trailer. Your expectations might have been a little too high. I really thought that I was going to be like the floodgates. Yeah. And for some reason, this is the opposite of what I thought would happen. Ever since we've had a baby, I cry way less in movies now. Too tired. You're not really even experiencing anything to its fullest. <laughs> Maybe that's it. I don't know. Um, but it's a great movie. So good. Now you pick one. Pick any one you want. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon. I uh, saw you and I had to see that separately because of how long it was yeah. and having a baby. <laughs> yeah. So when I saw it, I got to, Micah g g gave me the pleasure of seeing it first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't make me sound like a tyrant. <laughs> I, know. Uh, I just I, knew you were so excited. I was like, Jordan, you need to see this first. Yeah. Um, I was sandwiched between two older men and an audience full of older people. Mm -hmm. And it was just such a great theater experience. Um, late in the movie, when someone got arrested finally yeah. for the, all the crimes, you heard someone in the audience being like, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> that was so funny. Um, and th th by the end of that movie, I, I was just fist pumping. I was so, it was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, most people walk out of that movie depressed and sad. And you walked out, like, I remember picking her up from the theater and she was like, Fist pumping got in the car and was like, oh, yeah, that's a heater. I love that movie. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> I loved it so much. It was so freaking good. That's my favorite movie of the year. Yep. It is my favorite movie of the year as well. Um, there's something about. I, I, it, it's one of those. I, I'm Lily Gladstone will win, should win. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that. It really felt like from what I've seen, everyone involved in the campaigns of movies, including like Leo, he, including other people were pushing her. Yeah. Basically. So there was no attention put on him. Yeah. And I think that it, he gave such an incredible performance and I know it's like, yes, Leonardo DiCaprio, he's perfect in everything he's in or he, he you know, he, uh, he's yeah. the best. Um, but truly it was like one of my favorite performances of his. Yeah, I mean, he was incredible. I'm I'm glad he didn't also campaign for it because when I look at the nominees, like I, I would give it to uh, pretty much all those actors mm -hmm. over him. Yeah, uh, his even though he is basically the main character. Yeah, I do feel like his performance was very like letting other people. Oh yeah, showcase. Yeah, 
Um, yeah. So he was just doing assist, assist, assist to go back to basketball terms. Yes. Um, he was really Steve Nashing. But I, I loved it. Uh, my favorite of the year. And, um, I, there's just something about Martin Scorsese. He like digs into my soul and, and hits me in ways that other directors are incapable of doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's truly a cinematic achievement, and I think it's one of the all-time great American movies mm-hmm. uh, and will stand the test of time in that way. Yep. Um, if you haven't watched it because of the runtime and you're anti-runtimes, then, you know, I don't know what to I tell you. I don't you. know what to tell you. Stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, but please give us five stars on Apple. When you're watching, like, historical movies, like, current ones coming out today like which ones of them will be ones that like kids grow up watching you know yeah. like because when we were oh, growing yeah. up it was like we are now going to sit down and watch schindler's list yeah and i i felt like watching killers of the flower moon is like this is one that i feel like i could show my child i felt like that i felt like this year had that and oppenheimer as like oh these are like where has sex in it micah you can't show a child that <laughs> so does schindler's list oh um, but, uh, I've only seen that movie one time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's like two historical epics that will stand the test of time for sure. Yeah. To me. Yeah. And I think Barben- uh, Barbie. Barbenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> I think Barbie's got a great shot at being like, oh yeah, everybody has to grow up and watch Barbie. I'm, I'm talking about historical movies. No, right? I, know. I, know, I know. I know. I know. All right. So my pick now, um, I'm going to talk about, I'll talk about Oppenheimer. Okay. Uh, first movie back from having a baby. Uh, and it was crazy because we'd been watching movies and we had to break them up so much because of a baby. And I went to the theater and got to sit down for over three hours and just take this movie in. And maybe that's why I like it so much, especially, but I do think it's like a perfect, like capstone on Christopher Nolan's career up to this point. I loved it. Uh, all practical effects. I mean, how can you beat that? That's freaking cool. Uh, Nolan just at the height of his power saying, I'm Christopher Nolan. I'm going to make a three hour biopic about Oppenheimer and I'm going to give Robert Downey Jr. The best performance he's had in the last 20 years. You know, well, when did quiz, kiss, bang, bang come out? Quiz, 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 quiz. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just a towering movie by a towering filmmaker and it's just such a like, yeah, I'm Christopher Nolan. And, and I sat there and I'm like, yeah, you're Christopher Nolan. And I'm so happy I'm here. So for me, I saw this with my mom. Um, great time with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one took me most of the movie to finally get into it. To yeah. be quite honest with everybody out there. Um, I do think it's a great movie. I think if it won, that'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I think that the pacing was so strange and very off. And everything felt very rushed, which sounds weird for a movie that's three hours. Yeah. Everything just felt like, and then that happened, and then that happened, and now we're over here, and then we're over there, and then Mm -hmm. this happened. And it just felt really messy to me. And then it took me most of the movie to understand, like, the context of which the story is being told through a a a disposition. (laughs) Deposition? Deposition. Oh, yeah. Um, that, That that's, like... We're like the kind of like the the groundwork for the movie, yeah, if that makes sense. Um, but I thought the performances were great, the effects were crazy, but it just for some reason just did not grip yeah, me, it didn't grab you and in that way. I hate to see it, but Christopher Nolan's kind of slipping away from me, yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna cry about it. The, the guy that got me into movies, yeah, I, I, the last few have just been like, I don't know. Just the last two, right? Yeah, the last two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It feels very weird to not connect with a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. And I would say potentially even Dunkirk, I feel that way, even though I really like Dunkirk. Yeah. But it's not like, I don't know. I, I'm not like, he, he was like the first director that I watch a movie and it's like, I got to watch this seven more times. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And I want to understand it. And I just uh, don't feel that way. Yeah. Not All that right. I have to feel that way with every movie of his. You know what? That's a high bar. You know, it's a great. He's just been doing a lot of press and stuff, mm-hmm. and and we're just finding out that he's just kind of a normal guy too, because yeah. he has such a prestige. But oh yeah, you know, he talks about like how Talladega Nights is one of his favorite movies, and mm-hmm. whenever it's on TV, he has to stop and watch it. He talks about 
I hate to admit this, but he likes the Fast and Furious movies and watches those, which is just like, okay, so this guy is not this like living in a mansion Luddite, you mm-hmm. know, weirdo. Um, I love that. And, uh, and he also said that he's like, I like that people obsess with my movies and I like that they get into the details and stuff. But he's like, I think if they're obsessed with that stuff, they may be missing like sure. the feeling of movies. And I love that he did that. That's interesting that. for him to say, feel, use the word feeling. <laughs> Cause yeah. the, the last couple of movies of his for me, a mood, I, maybe he said mood. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. He, I, I don't remember exactly what okay. he said, but I know what you're saying though. Yeah. Um, Let's see. My turn. Oh, oh yeah. I, t- I did Oppenheimer. Um, American Fiction. Yeah. That movie was really, really great. Yeah. So if you Everyone don't know. Everyone was great. Oh, no. I didn't let you finish. I'm sorry. Everyone was a snack. Yeah. One thing that we talked about afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this movie is about a black man who is trying to write a novel and or, or he, he is, is writing a, he is a writer and, and all of his books just don't they're not bestsellers he's not a best-selling author yeah and he's like the, the, there's another uh character or author who got really famous for writing in a certain way her book that he felt like feels like is ex- exploiting the black experience. the black experience and he's like well i could do that so yeah. he does and it's really successful yeah, but he doesn't want to. He just wants to write like a fantasy novel and yeah. not have it be or like about mythology. This black author wrote a fantasy black novel, you yes. know. And um, this was just a f- hilarious experience to be in an audience in Medford, Oregon, of all white people, and everyone except for me and Jordan were. This movie's very funny, folks. Mm-hmm. To be clear, everyone was scared to laugh until halfway through this movie, and Jordan and I, especially me. We're, we're cackling so loud mm-hmm. and it was pretty hilarious to be in that audience because i think people were just a little too scared to laugh like are we allowed to laugh at this so everyone warmed up they did warm up when he changed the but title not the people of his sitting book. next to me they were so quiet the whole time yeah <laughs> but um i loved it it was very clever and and i was laughing the whole movie a must see i would say it's a must see yeah i agree um holdovers no, oh, yeah. it's my turn again. <laughs> Sorry. Holdovers. You, holdovers. Uh, Alexander Payne can make good movies. <laughs> we, I had only seen Downsizing, which is a travesty. Yeah. And um, so I was not looking forward to this movie. Thought the trailer was good, but wasn't really excited about it. But then everyone started talking about it. And then we watched it, and I kicked myself for not seeing this. Oh, you've seen Nebraska. You always forget Oh, Nebraska, I do. Yeah, which that, is really great. Yeah. Uh, I kicked myself for not seeing this movie in theaters. Because it was like, it was just slam dunk, good time, feel good movie, but not in a pandering way. And pa- Paul Giamatti and the lead actor were so incredible. The kid, they they they, they uh, casted people locally. So the kid was like a local, I think Massachusetts was where they shot this, um, like a local actor. And, and he it was, was so, so good. He and was great. Jordan and I are always talking about what's the next Christmas classic. And it's been Elf, it's been Elf, and nothing has come close to being the Christmas classic. I think this movie's been well-received enough, it did well enough, and it's Christmassy enough. I think this could be the next Christmas classic. I want to say that now so that in 10 years when people watch the holdovers every year, that I think this is a Christmas classic. This has got the goods, it's got the themes. This movie felt got it. like, um, which I think that they were going for this, and I think it worked. Um, but like, it, it just felt like a movie from back, back when that yeah. just hits all these certain emotional yeah. story beats. Um, and it does hit all those beats, but it's still, it's not necessarily tropey. Yeah. Um, and it's great. Gotta watch this one. Yeah. And it looks really good too. Looks great. And this, the soundtrack was really good. It's great. Okay. All right. Your turn. Um, 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 um I think we just got Barbie. We got three left, yeah. <clears throat> Barbie, what do you think? Um, you know, it's good. <laughs> no, it was it was fantastic, fun time. I I don't know, I don't know what else to say. All it right. was really good. As far as I'm concerned, Greta Gerwig has made three perfect movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen her first movie, which she co-directed with someone called Nights and Weekends. Uh, Lady Bird, my no, I don't know if that's my favorite. I can't decide. 
10 out of 10, easy. Uh, Little Women, 10 out of 10, easy. She gets signed on to do Barbie. It's like, what are you doing? She writes it with her partner, Noah Baumbach. Well, okay, he's a good writer, and she's a good writer. Let's see what happens. This movie rips. It rocks and rolls. You'll laugh your damn ass off. I loved this movie, and I was on board like from second one till the end, 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I love Barbie. It's just one of those movies that in many ways it should have never worked, but yeah. uh, the opposite happened. Every single thing about it works. And now it's going to teach Hollywood all the wrong lessons. Instead of find great creative teams, they're going to say, oh, let's okay a Bob the Builder movie. Yes, folks, that is happening. A Bob the Builder movie. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fantastic. I love it. Um, I hope to watch it many, many more times before I lay my little head down to rest. Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so now I pick one. Um, I guess I'll pick Anatomy of a Fall so that you can end this with Maestro. Anatomy of a Fall, my least favorite of the nominees, but still a really great movie. Yeah. It has this uh, cover of 50 Cent's Pimp by a, a, a reggae steel drum band thing that I blast often now, and it is like the crux and theme uh, of the movie, and I love it, and um, this movie also has- A movie that takes place, half of the movie takes place in a courtroom? Yeah, I'm going to like that movie. Yeah. And it is a movie that has no non-diegetic mu- music, which mm-hmm. is always interesting. And the kid, her son. Oh, yeah. It's a Haley Joel Osment from the Sixth Sense level performance. It really is. It is wild what that kid does. Yeah. Movie freaking rocks. It's a great movie. And, but I think um, I would agree with you in terms of least favorite, but, but it was still so good. We're and amongst giants here, you it know? It was... <coughs> whoops, sorry to pop into the mic. <laughs> um, friend... Lauren Panter, yep. when she watched this movie, she texted my uh, girl's thread and said that the movie, she doesn't really know if the movie was good or not because she was so distracted by the lawyer because he was so good looking. And it's like, ha ha, that's so funny. And then she watched it again with when Micah and I watched it. And the movie's going, lawyer gets in and we're still watching. I'm like, oh, that's the guy you're talking about. She was like, yeah, that's the guy I'm talking about. Movie's going on. And I'm like, I see what you mean. That person's very pretty. Okay, what are we doing here? And then they put him in a turtleneck. <laughs> they did put him in a turtleneck. Um, it's it's just the man's so beautiful. It You got to mention it. <laughs> okay, well, let's go talk about Barbie again then. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, Barbie <laughs> Robbie. <laughs> um, the... Uh, also, I just want to say, for fun, Jordan and I did, and you can still do this stuff when you have kids, we we did a courtroom drama marathon. We kicked it off with The Firm, Tom Cruise's The Firm. Then we watched, uh, no, we kicked it off with Aaron Brockovich. Yes. Then we did The Firm. Yes. Then we watched Anatomy of a Fall, and then we watched uh, a, a Few, Few Good, Good Men. Men. So that was pretty fun to do a week of yeah. Man, killer I courtroom love, dramas. I love courtroom dramas, slash, yeah. because uh, Aaron Brockovich is not a courtroom drama, but... A legal thriller. Legal thriller. Yeah. Oh my that's, gosh, yeah. I love legal thrillers. Watch Michael Clayton's people if you haven't watched. Watch it Dark yet. Waters. Dark, watch Dark Waters. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Uh, and watch those four movies we talked about. Yeah. They're all great. Yeah. Um. So finally, take us home, Maestro. Yeah. Um. Biggest takeaway was how pissed I was. I had to watch this at home. Yep. Um. It's playing like two, like four showings for oscar week so we are we liked yeah, it so much we're, we're gonna, gonna go, go see it, it in theaters yeah um, i have to take time off work to see this movie <laughs> it is a beautiful movie about a person i didn't know anything about but i've heard much of their work you know yep yep so um the brad's com- performance is just crazy like we said we think it's the best one um and what else micah i just think you you this this movie it, it proves that Bradley Cooper is a serious director because mm-hmm. Star is a Born was a great Star movie. Star is a Born. <laughs> a Star is Born was a great movie, but it's like, okay, that's one movie. He does this, and I'm like, okay, I liked Star is, a, a Star is Born so much, but this is leaps and bounds And apparently better. when he was screening Star is Born, Steven Spielberg walked back to him during the screening and said, you are directing Maestro. So Steven told him he's Stevie. got the chops. Little Steve. And now we have Maestro directed by Bradley Cooper and starring fantastic. A movie that, of course, it is about a person, yeah. about their life, about their work. But like we said, it doesn't go through birth to death no it hits certain moments in his life and really gets into the relationship with his wife yeah and him uh being a gay man married to a woman 
and how that affected the, his so family. It, it was his insane career how they kept and his relationship. That. And and yeah. here's here's the thing. Uh, and and skip ahead if you don't want a spoiler for a real life person that existed. Uh, I think it's it's unfairly getting called Oscar bait. But for example, there's a scene in this movie where he pulls this guy aside uh, because he wants to hook up with this guy. Um, mm-hmm. And this his, is like halfway through the movie. Yeah. And, and we're, we're kind of like, what is going on with his relationship with his wife? And, you know, like, what is what is this? And instead of his wife walking in and seeing that they're kissing in the hallway and going, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you do this. You're gay. She goes, she goes, you said that you wouldn't let this happen around me. Mm-hmm. Or she says something like that. So mm-hmm. you get all this inference that 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 so like that big Oscar Beatty scene doesn't even take place in this movie. No. It's already happened. No. Yeah. It is, and and all of the quote Oscar Beatty uh, parts like that are absolutely like defiant of Oscar bait movies. Yeah. So that and if anyone this, tells this you that, they actually scene, don't know what they're talking the about. The scene with Maya Hawk is also in this movie, and she's really good. Yeah. Um, but the scene where she talks to her dad because she's been hearing rumors that her dad's gay. Yeah. Um, and she talks to him about it and their conversation about it. How yeah. Devastating that scene was. But it's it's not what you'd expect. Not where what you'd expect. The breakdown, like no. let me give my Oscar speech scene. No, it's not that. Man. So the movie is absolutely fantastic, and I just I think um, that that people just decided ahead of time not to like this movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's a victim because of that. for some reason people have issues with Bradley <laughs> yeah, Cooper. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. And then the other thing I'm going to fault as we continue to do on this podcast is Netflix. I think they yeah. release this movie poorly as they do all their movies that they don't put in theaters, uh, which is all of them. Um, so uh, I really think they messed up. And I do think when a movie is released straight online and everyone can view it, I think it speeds up the discourse. And y- instead of you know it taking six months, a year, a week, or whatever to get to like the jokes about a movie, it happens in a day. Yeah. And so yeah. instead of like, hey, did you see this maestro movie? It's really interesting. And critics kind of leading people to or not to a movie. You just have everyone watching it. So the snarky guy who, you know, like only watches B-rate action movies, watches 10 minutes of maestro, tells all of his friends, votes it down, says it's stupid. He never would have saw it in theaters and he wouldn't have propelled that conversation forward at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I just think that uh, I really think Netflix... I mean, I've had it with you. I've had it up to here. I've had it up to here. I think the streaming model is officially like put a put a cap in it. It doesn't work. You have to put movies in theaters to make money. And it's proven just stop with this whole thing. Put Roadhouse in theaters. I want to see Jake in theaters punching people. Okay? That's how that's the way it was intended with Patrick when that movie originally came out. I want to see Richard Linklater's Hitman Hitman in theaters. Okay? I don't want to see Richard Linklater on the little little screen. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see David Fincher on the little screen. No. These are big screen boys. These are BBBs. Big. B- BSBs. BSBs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed. Well, well, we didn't ask one person what their favorite movie is of the year. What they think best picture. Who? Gilmore. Gilmore. Now look at him. What do you think his favorite movie of the year is? <laughs> Anatomy of a Fall. Really? He's just laying there like that body. <laughs> I was going to say that he's totally a Killers of the Flower Moon dog. No. What? No, you no. Think, you don't think he wants to run around in that pasture? I'm saying he saw Anatomy of a Fall with a dog main character. Okay. And then he's he's laying there like the body in that movie. Okay, fine. He's Anatomy sure. of a Fall. He's a, he's a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I is think... Is this longer than our Rings episode? It is, Yeah. Uh, uh, over 35 minutes longer than our ring. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so folks, uh, thanks for listening next week. We're going to lethal weapon. And, um, I think, I think killers is going to pull it out. And if I best picture. maybe seem less enthused than usual, I'm just going to tease right now. I'm blaming that on lethal weapon. Jordan, don't tell him about that. All right. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed the bonus episode. And uh, thanks for letting us do a tight 30 minutes on Rings, <laughs> which I know that none of you watched that movie. And we had to and suffer through did, it. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>